Hello, hello, and welcome to the In Alignment podcast, where we delve into conversations about inner strength, societal expectations, and the path of healing. My name is Aggie, your one host today. We usually have Cami, but she was not available. And we have a guest today who is a dear friend, and we both went out about two hours because we live around four hours away from each other. So we met up halfway and really wanted to be able to record this podcast for you. Unfortunately, the library we initially went to, their meeting rooms were in renovation and the other libraries were closed. So we did stumble upon a restaurant that very kindly allowed us to use a private meeting room. But it does mean that there is quite a bit of background noise going on from the re- the, the restaurant. So do your best and <laughs> try to look past that for us. Hopefully it doesn't take away too much uh, from the conversation, which is quite dear to my heart. And it is quite loaded. So uh, it could be a trigger for some people because it is on ancestral trauma and healing. So uh, just make sure you're you're in a space that you feel is safe for you to explore this topic. Uh, and then otherwise, perhaps if not, and you worry that it could be a trigger to save the podcast for another day or, you know, or for a time that you feel that you can prepare a space or reach out to any necessary support that you feel you might need. We hope you enjoy. Hello, dear In Alignment tribe. (laughs) Um, I'm a little nasally today because I've been sick forever, but I'm really excited to be here recording this today. I have with me my dear friend, uh, Mariama. I met her two years ago in a cafe when I was catching up with a friend and her friend and Mariyama is the friend of the friend's friend (laughs) but we just kind of clicked immediately and have had really amazing conversations and something that consistently comes up has been the concept of ancestral trauma and or intergenerational trauma or transgenerational trauma however you want to classify it and so Mariama's got a really interesting story and has agreed to share it with us today and kind of delve into this topic and her personal journey with learning how to heal and work with ancestral trauma. So thanks so much for being here today. No, thank you. I feel very welcome and very grateful to be here. It's exciting. It's really great. (laughs) She's leaving me for the Netherlands in a few days. Well, for Thailand and then the Netherlands. So still, um, I still have four days here. Yeah. Lucked out that uh, we get to have her join us today. Yeah. <laughs> and it was such an um, adventure to um, to find a, a yeah. place where we could, <laughs> we could record this. <laughs> oh, made it. But uh, what is ancestral trauma to you? Ooh, jumping right into Let's the question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, maybe I should tell you guys a little bit more about my uh, ancestral, ancestral background. Um, so, yeah, like Aggie just said, I'm um, going back to the Netherlands. Um, that's where I'm from. I was born and raised in the Netherlands, and my mother is Dutch. Um, but my father is from Suriname, which is a very small country above Brazil in South America, um, which was a Dutch <coughs> colony for a very long time. Um, 
so yeah there's a lot of different um, yeah different type of ancestries in that country and my father is for example he's half African and half Native American so that yeah makes me what does it make me (laughs) (laughs) a little bit of everything (laughs) a little bit of everything yeah and um, especially the well I think all the parts um, like the Dutch um, with like colonization uh, which brings a lot of trauma with it Um, but also the other other parts like Native Americans and Africans who endured a lot of um, yeah horrible things in the past of course Um, I think we all know that Um, yeah it brings a lot of trauma from our ancestors Um, and if we look into ancestral or intergenerational trauma um, yeah it is well known um, that it stores trauma in our um, yeah in our yeah genes basically in our genetics um, and in our DNA and we can pass this down yeah, to our children and they can pass it down as well and at one point you have to stop it or else uh, people just yeah, repeat a certain a certain, yeah. certain cycle yeah. um, and that's what I'm doing yeah. and luckily more and more people with me yeah. um, that's why I'm really happy that you're doing this podcast this podcast <laughs> because I think a lot of people need to know about this and yeah, yeah need to um, become aware of this because yeah. a lot of people are not aware of it yeah. with yeah. collective healing yeah from what I've been reading it's that uh, basically events that occur that could be considered traumatic mm-hmm. can leave an imprint on our DNA mm-hmm. so not change it mm-hmm. in an irreversible way but imprint it and that later gets passed down through the generations and like you were saying it's not it's not just direct it's not just your parents and your grandparents it can it can lead back to you know 10 generations before that yep. and if it's not stopped and that imprint isn't removed and there's the study that um, that I was mentioning before our podcast didn't record <laughs> um, <laughs> that involved mice because they have a short lifespan it's easier to track generational trauma with mm-hmm. that but they they would put like some sort of a plant in in the cage with the mice, and every time they engaged with it, they would be. I don't remember what it was that that would happen to them, but they were like reprimanded for engaging yeah. in this. And of course, it's not like it's it's not a pleasant study to think about. But the later on, the offspring of those mice, when they were in the cage, they didn't go through the same mm-hmm. trauma. But when they saw that plant, they were they had fear within them, and that was yeah, and that that was passed down to about three or four generations of mice. And so, although they had never had the same experience that that first generation had with that plant, they still they still had that fear instilled in them because, yeah. and they didn't know where it came from, right? Like mice don't have the cognitive ability to trace back their history and know yeah, exactly. where this is coming from and the documentation <laughs> to try and work with this, but. That as humans being at a, another cognitive level and also going through higher levels of trauma is is very prevalent and you know you're you're coming from a background of of slavery and mm-hmm. and you have these contrast this like huge contrast within mm-hmm. you and yeah. I I mean I to a lesser extent coming from war torn Eastern Europe communism yeah. you know nothing that I personally experienced but I can see my own 
habits yeah. and and the thought processes coming from people that grew up in a communist state, right? That makes so much sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's interesting um, also that you um, mentioned slavery, for example. Um, one of the most contrasting things about this in my case is, um, like, I'm half Dutch um, who were colonizers yeah. and half, um, how would you say that? Um, what's the word for that? I can't find the right word, but that's okay. <laughs> um, it's more in a sense of, like Native Americans and African people for a very long time and still still a minority. So it's such a contrast that I have both of those sides in yeah. me. And I as like even as a child I felt that struggle. I yeah. I've always felt it and I had no idea what it was. Yeah. Um not being a part of anything because I was kind of different than yeah. anyone else or most people around me. Um and just feeling that pull and the push and pull inside of me. Um, also dealing with a lot of issues myself that I did, wasn't um, aware of, that it was like an ancestral trauma. Yeah. Um, some of them I had no idea where they came from, but I did see it in my family. I saw it in, yeah, in, my, in my relatives, for example. Yeah. Um, and if you, that's also a tip for um, the listeners to this podcast, actually. Um, if you notice that there's a certain, um, yeah, a certain pattern in your family, and it doesn't have to be your parents, but if you notice that maybe your uncle or your grandma or could be anyone, if you see certain struggles that come back all the time, for example, um, one of the issues in my family, for example, um, was poverty. Um, so poverty mindset, let's say that way. So not being able to break through. Um, that mindset and just accepting that money is impossible to mm-hmm. obtain. Um, but if you see that in your own family, maybe you should think about that it could be, um, yeah, an issue that your family is struggling with, something that has been passed down. Yeah, or previous generations, maybe yeah. not even direct family. Maybe like, like 10 or 20, yeah. yeah. 20 yeah. generations ago, could be. Yeah. And whenever you're aware of it, then it's possible to heal it and yeah. to really like work on it. Yeah. It's not easy, definitely not. Um, some people find it easier to close their eyes and not think mm-hmm. about it and just s- simply pass it on to their children without noticing it. Just live your it. life the way it is. Exactly. Yeah. But I do think, like, even though it's not our fault, it is our responsibility yeah. to deal with it. Yeah. And not only heal it for yourself but or for your children, but also for your ancestors. Yeah. Because although they're not here, like, time and space... Um, has no limits yeah. and you can still help them with healing as well yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> have you felt an internal conflict having part colonizer part colonized oppressor oppressive like yeah having that because it's it's such a vast contrast mm. like it's not something small right no definitely not i think a lot of um like i know i know no more europeans like um who are half um well, let's say the biggest colonizers in Europe were like Portugal, England, um, the Netherlands, of course, France. And I know a lot of people there who are half, let's say, French and um, yeah. Yeah, col- uh, like an island or a, a country that they yeah. colonized for a long yeah. time. Um, and I've spoken to a few people. They 
had the same experience as me, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, they also really struggled with, yeah, the fact that they were both, and yeah. it's okay to be both. And I'm trying, uh, like, well, I think I'm kind of accepting it now uh, that I am the way I am, and mm. that it's good the way it is. Mm. Um, but yeah, I have struggled with it for quite a while, actually. Um, the feeling of that there's something wrong with you or that yeah. you shouldn't have oh it sounds very hard but especially when you're a child like oh should I should, should I have been here like yeah. do I have the right to have a place here on mm-hmm. this planet and that's very hard especially as a child to think yeah. about that and to be honest I think that's also um, a thought pattern um, yeah of previous family members yeah Yeah, it's not easy, but I do think if you want to work on it, if you want to heal from it, it's definitely possible. Like you said before, um, it is changeable. Like um, it's not a set thing. When your DNA alters, you can still switch. Like I, I'm not sure if I said it before, but um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I read somewhere that our DNA. Well, you should see it as like having a little switch on it. Mm-hmm. And when something happens to you, it is possible that subconsciously that you turn on a switch. Yeah. But it is also possible to heal and turn the switch off again. And right. that could be with traumas, it could be with physical um, physical issues, mental issues. It is possible to heal. And a lot yeah. of people feel stuck. Yeah. Um, but it all starts with your mindset and believing that it's that is possible to yeah. to heal and to become the person that you have the right of. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's your birthright to be he- happy and healthy. Yeah, and to be your own person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not to carry around <laughs> years and generations yeah. of, of pain. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what I think too. Yeah. And that's why I'm so happy that we're having this uh, conversation <laughs> because I think people should hear um, about this part of, yeah. Um, the struggles as well like yeah. a lot of people are struggling with it not knowing what it is or they're struggling with it and they don't talk about it yeah. and I don't think that is ha- helping in healing yeah. um, it only makes it worse yeah. so it's time that we're opening our mouths <laughs> and our hearts yeah so what made you realize that you were that what you were dealing with was ancestral trauma um, that's a very good question well like I said before I think started actually like not really realizing but just getting an idea of it when I saw similar issues happening in like in my family with my sister or with um, just other family members especially um, I also saw a big difference between men the men and the women in my family like what type of issues they had and what they were dealing with yeah so that was definitely the first step into becoming aware of it mm-hmm. and after that I think maybe four years ago I started meeting more and more people who were mm-hmm. um, let's say spiritually gifted yeah. and who could tell me more about it um, yeah, they started to tell me um, 
about certain things that I had to heal, and I had no idea wow. that they could have known. Like right. they sh- there was no way that I could have known. Yeah. And um, the way that I started healing was first becoming aware. That's step one. Um, two. <laughs> basically, doing everything. Um, that I would normally not do in the sense of all the unhealthy things um, trying to do it differently for yeah. example it's a very simple example but um, like uh, we have a lot of health issues in my in my family or a lot of um, like I said before like um, yeah poverty issues poverty mindsets yeah. um, so I started to think differently or try to differently I'm just faking it until we make it <laughs> that's what we all do yeah so true <laughs> it can be a good uh, technique but <laughs> if the intention's there it works out right <laughs> exactly but I think a very good example is um, I started to eat differently I started to um, I was the first person who went to school who went to university yeah. so I've been the I was the first person in my whole family yeah I think in all probably in all the generations wow. who went to university and who finished it yeah. um, just to get out of that poverty mindset I didn't want to um, be stuck in the same cycle and live the same life as my yeah. parents my, my grandparents yeah. and everyone before them um, so I'm trying to break cycles or like break um, habits mm-hmm. um, yeah, there were so many more things. Same with mental issues. Um, asking for help is very si- like a well, simple, <laughs> yeah. not simple, but yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what made you? What made you want to address this though? Because some people will be like, "Oh, you know, I, mm-hmm. there's yep. trouble in my history, but it's not my problem. Yep. It's not. I can't fix this." You know. Mm-hmm. So, what made you want to delve into this and work on on that healing? <laughs> put in because it's hard work right? it is it is very hard work it's not um it's not simple definitely not um if you want to choose the easy way don't do it <laughs> <laughs> oh come yeah. on yeah but let's let's be honest like um i think everyone should do it that's yeah that's let's be clear about that um but there are a lot of people who are not ready for it maybe at this moment yeah maybe you that's should do fair. it later in life that's yeah. also okay like you don't have to do it right now but just being becoming aware of it i think that's a very very important step yeah um, anyways, why I chose to do it, um, I think my will to live, mm. and I'm not just I'm not talking about my will to survive, or just my will to exist, but I wanted to live a different life um, that was closer to my heart. Mm-hmm. I just felt that from a very young age that I, there was more for me than what my family saw. Um, for me Mm -hmm. Um, and that's probably also because they were raised like that they were um, stuck in that same cycle probably Um, I just wanted to do it differently and I wanted Mm -hmm. to stop I saw so much hurt, I saw so much pain so much trauma and I just knew from a very young age that it was not healthy, that it was not good and I wanted to stop it for myself, for them and for even, yeah, children, yeah. eventually, uh, if I want children. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a huge thing. One, acknowledging that 
we can't heal other people mm-hmm. but yep. it has to come from within and we just have to lead by example and so true. and to cultivate and lead you know just to to create that space but then also the idea of you know especially from the maternal sense i think a lot of it comes down <laughs> to being women but i do know men that that have similar experiences the mm-hmm. idea of just of holding on to this pain and then passing it down to your kids is yeah. like why would i want them to suffer through this when it's not theirs to hold on to yeah. at all so true yeah and so much of the time i'm sure i know that through conversation that you've had similar experiences where you you notice a thought or you continue with a pattern or you experience some sort of pain that is triggered by something Mm -hmm. and you kind of sit with it and you're like hold on this isn't mine Mm -hmm. this isn't coming from me this isn't coming from my personal experience Mm -hmm. and just kind of being able to trace it back and allow yourself to acknowledge it and move past it is so liberating yeah it is yeah it's a whole different ballgame you can just i'm not sure like um if you experience the same but for me it was whenever i work through something and it's not like oh, I'll do this within a day or something mm-hmm. um, it is a process and you have to go you have to keep going you have to keep working on it every day you have to make the choice every morning to do it differently than um, what you're used to yeah but eventually you feel a shift yeah and it's just so liberating and you feel you just feel like the, um, um, the weight lift from your shoulders yeah and you just know I don't know what it is exactly but you just know there's an inner knowing that something shifted and that yeah. it doesn't come back anymore yeah when I look back at like four years ago um, when I look back at the things that I've healed now or partly healed even even partly healed um, it doesn't trigger me that much anymore yeah um, it doesn't hurt me as much anymore when I hear about it it could be very small things very big things yeah but then you know that that there's yeah that something changed. Yeah, I think it makes it so much easier to go about your life though, because you like you can approach situations with a completely different mindset. Mm-hmm. And although it's hard work in the moment, and it continues to be hard work, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it, there is no end date to this. Let's say no, but no easy fix. No, but it becomes more manageable, and you become more aware. And and when you see and feel that shift, it it just feels like the world isn't as heavy anymore. Yep. And when things don't trigger you as quickly, it also you like you feel more prepared to deal with things, and it's yep. not as you know your anxiety lessens a little bit, mm-hmm. and it's okay going out into the world and dealing with things that you know four months ago would have been a huge trigger and, a hu- yep. and something really difficult to deal with so definitely it's absolutely worth it but do you have a? Uh, I guess when looking at the process like what are some of the first steps that we could take or that we can advise people to take towards taking the steps of, of healing ancestral trauma I think um, the listeners already took the first step by <laughs> listening to this podca- podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, because that's, yeah, it's a very important step to become aware, like I said before. Um, I think that's that's definitely the first step. Um, and also um, acknowledge it that something is going on um, and that it's okay that those things are happening as well. Like, yeah. A lot of people just want to see the positive th- uh, sides of, of life. Um, 
they go through things but don't really want to talk about it. I think that's very important to ask for help. Mm, um, yes. Accept help yes. as well. Um, talk to people mm-hmm. um, even if it's like a counselor uh, could be um, a psychologist or um, maybe even a spiritual counselor if that fits you better uh, or energy uh, healer um, yeah start start making like the energy has to flow the energy has to move and mm-hmm. it's it stays stagnant when you don't acknowledge that it's there yeah. Um, so I think that's definitely a very important step. And when you get further in the process, um, you can also start shifting things by doing it differently, like I said. Yeah. Um, so <coughs> if you struggle with certain things, um, for example, depression, let's say this depression, because mm. a lot of people struggle with that. Um, but a lot of people don't know where it comes from. Yeah. Look at your family. See if um, there's like a pattern in it. Um, and work on it. Ask for help. Ask for... Accept help, like I said. And um, put yourself out there. Um, if you want to stay inside, um, open the door and go outside. Yeah. Do things differently. Yeah. yeah. I think something that I have found has worked and has worked for a lot mm-hmm. of people that I've, t- I've worked with... Um, is learning about your ancestry. So learning the history, the culture, what those people could have gone through or Mm -hmm. what they did go through if you have access to that information to understand if you're engaging in toxic relationships then were your ancestors oppressed in in a in a way of relationships, you know, was there toxicity between genders Uh, in that regard. If you're uh, constantly worried about money, regardless of how much money mm. you have, was where your ancestors living in poverty. Mm. You know, if you're worried about being harmed, where your ancestors harmed. You know, just like really understanding the culture and, and the link between it. Yeah, the mm. link between it and finding the medicine in that as well, because I think all of our ancestors have such beautiful ways of dealing with things that might have been oppressed. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many cures and, and healing and medicine and wisdom and yeah, yeah absolutely so much of it that we get separated from especially when we move from our ancestral land yeah because we no longer have the tide of the land sometimes we do lose the tide of the language and yeah. there's you know there's a lot with that and then yeah getting a better understanding of that and then from there allowing it to move through your body because when an animal gets traumatized you'll see them shake yeah. and they like vibrate and they release that energy and humans don't do that. We hold on to it, and it mm-hmm. be like it just sits there. And with that, that is basically what leaves that imprint yep. on our genetics. So dance. That's a very good one. Move. I have yeah. to say that's <laughs> actually I forgot about that, but that's a good one. <laughs> um, something that really helps helped for me. Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting that you say this because I noticed um, that a lot of the trauma and like just all the emotions is just it was stuck it just yeah. got stuck in my body yeah. um, until I started to do yoga so yeah. I started yoga six years ago or so um, still do it very regularly um, it definitely helps because you can feel the energy flow you can feel that your body is releasing things yes. that is that should yeah. not be um, that you shouldn't be holding on to absolutely basically um, so I definitely agree with that and in my case um, 
I also agree with um, looking into your ancestry because mm-hmm. I grew up in the Netherlands I didn't have any connection yeah. with um, yeah the other side basically yeah and that's still something that I'm working on yeah still have to go to the countries and to Suriname yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think it will definitely heal a lot already just knowing where yeah. you're from knowing um, all the wisdom yeah. that has been lost absolutely putting your feet in the soil talking to the people that yeah. live there True. and just engaging I mean we won't necessarily have access to grandparents or for their ancestors Mm-mm. but you can still connect to the land to the people that are still living there Yeah, and people love sharing stories so I think that's really beautiful um and I think that another, aside from like moving and, and digging, if you can, if you if you have the ability to go to to the places, then that's huge. But otherwise, journaling, I think, um, and creative pursuits like drawing. Yeah, definitely. Or really anything that just makes your energy flow basically. Yeah. Creative, being creative. Um, yeah, really helps with that too. Yeah. Just um, getting out of your head, getting out of your body. Well, not out of your body, but you know, <laughs> know what I mean. Like, not being too focused on um, all the automatic things. Yeah. 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 I think that definitely helps. Um, just thinking if there are other things that are very important. Can you should talk. I'll have, I'll, I'll have a think. I'll have a think. <laughs> well, I mean, I think we're starting to run out of time. We, oh, like, okay. stumbled <laughs> on this room. It's been a journey trying to get this podcast recorded. And this, honestly, this could be, like, a three-hour conversation. Um, but, yeah, I think the, like, the major outcomes of this is that people go through different levels of trauma. And even if you don't believe that it's been that your ancestors lives should affect who you are today you don't know what happened you don't know the full story and you could really be holding on to anything so if you feel like there are patterns that are repeating and they they don't feel true to you then investigate that history mm-hmm. investigate your family ask questions you educate never know. yourself yeah mm. yeah and take the time it's not it's not a process that's gonna occur overnight it could take years but it doesn't have to be overwhelming. You don't have to force yourself into a lot of things right away, you know? Tackle one thing at a time. Change one habit that doesn't feel like it resonates with you and allow yourself to connect with your past and who you want who you want to be. Yeah. I think it's also very important not to overwhelm yourself. Yes. Because it's very easy to just want to tackle every, every issue immediately, just at once. But... Just start with one thing, something that you're struggling with at this moment, or most mostly. Um, start there. And yeah. Just go with the flow. And have gratitude and compassion for the strength that your ancestors had. And for you have. Res- <laughs> yeah, and you have for your resilience and their resilience. Mm-hmm. And approach it with love and not anger, yeah. I think is another big thing. Yeah. It's so true. Uh, your guys going to uh, you guys are going to do great I know that we can do it <laughs> if I can you can do it too <laughs> um, this is obviously a loaded topic so mm-hmm. potentially we'll get money I want to call in another time <laughs> if you have questions please email us at in.alignment at outlook.com but yeah it's been 
I think it's such a such an important thing to be having conversations about. And thank you so much for sharing your story, Maniela. Yeah, so no problem. Yeah. Happy that I can be more open now about it. Yeah. I think we should just just break all those uh, yeah all those taboos, you know. Yeah. And work on ourselves and on each other. <laughs> yeah. Be emotional. Talk about your emotions. Yeah. Let's feel things together. Yes. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> Brings Thanks. us so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's topic, feel free to follow us on Instagram at in.alignment underscore. If you have any comments, questions, ideas, we'd love to hear from you. You can again message us on Instagram or email us at in.alignment at outlook.com. We love receiving feedback, questions, and any future podcast topics. Or if you'd like to be a guest, if there's a burning question or if you have experiences that you'd really like to share, then also reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time.